University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get your podcast on your smartphone device. It's simple. Just find the podcast icon on your Apple phone. It's a purple one. That's just an example. And uh, you just tap that, tap search, tap in ML Sports Platter, hit subscribe, and all the episodes go right into your smartphone device. And for the other uh, devices for smartphones, find those icons, find the ways to get to your podcast section, and go ahead and download and subscribe to this very show. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning today with Brian. Make sure you go with Brian ASAP. We did. We're so excited about our financial future. Really didn't know where to go. Not really good at it. And he sits you down, looks you in the eye. He's very honest and uh, and helps. And that's basically the bottom line. And you will be better off for going uh, with Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, the official tax, uh, the official financial planner, I should say, of the ML Sports Platter. Tax efficient retirement planning today. Advisors.massmutual.com and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Find Brian Comboy. He has clients uh, all over the country. A big tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. All right, let's get to the NCAA tournament as we uh, record this. Um, we are getting ready for the Sweet 16 games, uh, and I'm going to kind of get into all the teams' key storylines, what's impressed me, um, you know, in picks uh, from here un- until the end. Obviously, my bracket is I'm I'm re- I <laughs> so I joined two. Uh, with my man Matthew Gutierrez from The Athletic on ESPN. For some reason or another, I don't know if everybody else had problems with this, I filled out my bracket, I submitted it. It showed that I completed the bracket. It had one name above my completed bracket and another name with my completed bracket. And I checked in with Matt. He said it was okay. I'm like, okay, good to go. Then I couldn't find myself under the list. Tried to delete it and start over again. Couldn't do it. Um, But he said I was in. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then 
the tournament starts on thir- you know on that Friday or whatever, and I wasn't in. You know, I, the play-in games I know happened, but the real where the bracket counts type of a thing in terms of the picks, and so I didn't get in. I am in another one with all my buddies, uh, my really really close buddies, uh, the tight core, uh, and and I'm leading that right now. Still a lot of basketball to go. Everybody's bracket at one point or another was upended. Um, I had a hard time in this tournament. I will say, uh, people are going nuts about, you know, Illinois not being in it. Well, I had him to the final, and oh my God, I'm so stunned by Texas. And that, that, listen, we've had a 16 beat a one, we've had VCU, Butler, uh, uh, George Mason, Loyola, Chicago. Uh, a potpourri of the quote-unquote mid-majors. Again, I hate that term. Um, you know, we've had these teams go and and, and, and go far in Final Four, Sweet 16s, Elite 8s. Uh, we've seen 15s and beat 2s and 16 beat a 1 and 14s beat 3s all the time, every year. 12 beats a 5 every year. So I struggled with, you know, I did struggle with the Big Ten teams going in because the Big Ten might have been really, really good all year. It might have been the best best Big Ten conference ever, according to people like Michael Wilbon. That's all fine and dandy. That's nice. I applaud you. But when you get into the NCAA tournament, you win today, you go on tomorrow, you lose today, you go, well, you, you go on today, you lose today, you go home today. And so it's absurd for people to, I'm like, can you believe Oral Roberts? Yeah, I can. Because it was a one game showdown. Can you believe what's happened to Iowa? I mean, I can't believe they lost by that many points to Oregon. A, Oregon, pretty good team. B, Dana Altman, one of the top, I would say, I mean, I don't even think I'd extend it top 8, 9, 10. I, I, I think I might even put him in, like, the top six coaches in America. I mean, I think he's that good. I think Dana Altman is the most underrated coach probably in college basketball, and he's probably a top 6, 7 coach. I, I don't know as if I'd, I'd go beyond 8. Uh, I'd have to really sit down and rank a lot of these guys. I mean, I love Eric Musselman. I love, I think, Peter Moser right now at, at, uh, at Loyola is obviously doing just a ridiculous job. I think Mark Few is in there, right? I mean, clearly. Uh, you know, it's funny. Tournament time, it's hard to go against Jim Beheim still. Um, you know, Leonard Hamilton making making a, a quick stride up the ranks, right? I think Nate Oates is definitely in the top six, seven group. I think without a doubt. Um, you know, you want to go top 10, you want to go top 15. You might have to put my man Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure in there, by the way. Um, so there's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of really, really good. Juwan Howard's making a name for himself. Anyway, uh, Oregon's really good. Dane Altman's really good. They're a power five. They get major athletes. They have great facilities. Cool school. Beautiful women. And there's beautiful women everywhere. But, uh, you know, beautiful women in the Northwest. People go to Oregon. It's cool, cool uniforms, right? Like, they can play off the football thing. They can play off Nike and Phil Knight and all that. Um, you know, McDermott, of course, at Creighton. Now, there's a lot of really, 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 really good head coaches. Jay Wright is still up there by far. He's definitely a top fiver for me. So let's break it, you know, down the brackets. I mean, I, I just, again, for people to say, I can't believe this happened. 
why? Like, how many times do we have to do this? And by the way, two quick other things. One, I love all the people who don't do anything with college basketball all year on a national level. Talk show hosts, whatever, podcast people. And all of a sudden, they're like authorities in March, right? Like, oh, my gosh, Ohio is such a great, solid mid-major team. Because they, they read an article on Jason Preston that morning. Or, or they just figured out who Ohio is. Like, oh, oh, they play in that conference. Okay, that's good to know because I'm going to write that down and then sound like an expert later on. And, and all of a sudden know something, you know, about the, 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 the development and, and the offense, perhaps, of an Oregon State, right? I mean, it's, it's just it's, it's hysterical, really. Um, oh, Nate Oates coached at UB? No kidding. That kind of stuff. Um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, again, I, I feel like I have to keep educating people on college basketball and the mid-major thing and why the little guy's really good and why, like, the Doug Gottliebs and all these other dopes who think Syracuse doesn't play anybody in the non-conference every year. Oh, they never leave New York State. They never leave the Dome. They you know, they don't play in the Dome and the Garden and this and that. They don't play anybody. Well, if that were the case, them hosting the likes of... Now, I know most of the time they blow Colgate out, but... If this year were a normal year, they would have played Colgate uh, at home. They've had that rivalry, uh, quasi-rivalry. It's more of an in-state tradition than a rivalry. But you get the point. Colgate's really, really good. You know, Colgate won the Patriot this year. Colgate, and I know they only played five teams, but they're really good. Jordan Burns, really good team. By the way, Matt Langle, I think, is going to get a big-time job in the near future as well. Probably a top-20 coach in college basketball overall. Uh, You know, I, I think... If you're going to understand March and you're going to understand win today, move on today, go home, you know, lose today, go home today, you have to understand that, like, there's a, there are a lot of really, really good teams, you know? I mean, Ohio's really, really good. Ohio gets in with a guy like Jason Preston. They are a sweet 16 contender, okay? You win one game, you start getting hot all of a sudden, pop, boom, you wake up and you're in the Elite Eight. Like, if that's the case then these teams who maybe go to Syracuse, like a Cleveland State or a, or, a, or a Colgate or a University at Buffalo or whomever or a St. Bonaventure, like you have to understand these teams are really, really good. So if they're really, really good in November or December, they, they, don't, they don't get really, really bad if they show up in the tournament. You know, they're there for a reason. Let's break it all down. Let's start in the West. Gonzaga's just on another level. I mean, their offensive firepower is something perhaps I've never, ever seen. Get Timmy inside who can do pretty much everything. Every guy can play it inside, outside. They screen and roll and shoot and run. Uh, They're unbelievable. Uh, They're fundamentally sound. They're super well coached. They've got size. They've got ridiculous, uncanny fundamentals as the shot clock goes down offensively. I mean, just when you think, you're like, oh, maybe... Can't get open. This is it. Get a big stop. I mean, I'm watching that that um, Oklahoma game. And by the way, Gonzaga beat Norfolk State by 43, and then Oklahoma by 16. Now, there's no team in 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 the land right now. I don't think. Quick look at it here. That's won by those margins here uh, in, in the first two games. And all of a sudden, Kispert gets open for a three pointer, right? Or Ayayi goes to the hole off of a, a a double screen that happened, you know, out of nowhere. Or Timmy finds himself on a on a on a spinorama and gets a quick layup. Or I mean, they do so many things offensively; it's absurd. I just think they're on another level. I think they're going to smoke Creighton. 
I think they're going to beat the winner of USC Oregon. And boy, is that a tough game. I had a hard time with the Oregon Iowa game um, when I looked at my bracket. I wanted to pick Oregon so bad. I have USC in the Sweet 16. I saw something there because I thought they were going to overwhelm Drake with their athleticism. And then against Kansas, I haven't liked Kansas at all uh, all year because I think perimeter defense has been super, super awful. Um, and, and they got exposed against USC. I mean, they just got run right out of the gym. I, I'm going to take I'm gonna take a very... God, that's a hard game to pick, USC-Oregon. Man. And how about the Pac-12, by the way, huh? Uh, USC, you know what? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with USC. I, I am. I, I'm going to take them close. And I think Gonzaga beats USC, you know, by double digits in the, in the Elite Eight game, the, uh, the uh, regional final to get to the Final Four. So that's how I think the West uh, goes. I have uh, three of four teams. Uh, a lot of people gave up on Creighton. Again, this is how crazy March is. Creighton got blown out in the Big East tournament, right? Final against Georgetown. Killed, right? Georgetown then became the sexy pick. That can go one of two ways. I remember when Syracuse won a couple of Big East tournaments, they literally shot their load every single game to get to a point to win the tournament because they knew they had to get in the NCAA tournament by winning the Big East tournament, right? Jerry McNamara, the Miracle Three-Pointers, all the rest beating, you know, the likes of Cincy and UConn and all that. Crazy games, unbelievable drama, great buzzer beaters, etc. Well, they got to the tournament and they were shot. They were just emotionally and physically already, they had hit the ceiling. Sometimes it, it goes the other way, like the UConn team. So they just keep winning and rolling and they go to the Final Four. They win it all, right? Both can happen. Georgetown, I don't think, had enough talent uh, I just don't think that they were good enough. I think they got hot in the Big East tournament. I think they knew their opponents, and they rolled. Creighton, well-coached with McDermott and company, I said to myself, don't give up on Creighton. This is a great opportunity. UC Santa Barbara, they were a sexy pick, 12-5, happens every year. I didn't fall for it. I said, you know what? I think Creighton's going to rebound. I like Ohio in an upset of Virginia, because I think Preston is really good, number one. But I think Ohio, top to bottom, is actually better than Virginia. And then I'm going to go Creighton over Ohio because by that point, Ohio will have maxed everything out. We see this a lot, and I'm not by any means telling you that I'm an expert picking these brackets, but I have my certain theories in certain areas. Sometimes I get them wrong, other times I get them right. And in this particular case in the West, I've gotten the West really, really right. I nailed USC, I nailed Creighton, Gonzaga's a no-brainer, right? Like, I mean... The, these these picks, to me, made a lot of sense. And now Creighton, again, another really, really good program, vastly underrated program, they're in the Sweet 16. And it's a hell of an accomplishment. And so I like, though, Gonzaga to beat them. And one note on Virginia, by the way, there's a lot of people who say, boy, would you really want to have a national title in between losing to a 16 and then losing to Ohio? Yeah. Of course I would. Listen, you can be Virginia, Michigan State, Syracuse, Arizona, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, basketball powers, blue bloods. Doesn't matter who you are. Kansas. Villanova. Wisconsin. On and on. Go Michigan State. Michigan. Arkansas. Go on and on and on and on. Right? Doesn't matter. Florida. Doesn't matter who you are. If you get to the tournament enough times, and then on top of that, if you are high, highly seated most of the time, the way the game is today, 
you will get knocked off. You will have, look at Duke, look at Mike Krzyzewski, five national championships. He's lost to Mercer in the first round. Jim Beheim, he's been to 20 Sweet 16s. 20. Jim Beheim makes the Sweet 16, whatever the heck the percentage is, you can hate him or love him, 40, what is that, 44, 45% of his career makes the Sweet 16. I, I mean, that's... A lot of people get on Beheim for only having one title and for only being to what? Is he at five Final Fours? Can we start valuing here a little bit how hard it is to get to a Sweet 16, especially how the game has evolved, the one and done, it's super deep, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, the guy's got five Final Fours, which means he's gone, you know, he's been to the tournament Obviously, just a million times, but, um, you know, in 76 until now, you know, you're looking at a 45-year reign as head coach. (laughs) It's just absurd how long he's been at Syracuse, and he he ain't going anywhere at 76 years old. He's going to coach after Buddy and Jim. He's just going to coach. He's going to coach till he's 80. He wants 1,000 wins. He's an egomaniac. He's going to coach, you know, but he's 48 and 28 in the tournament. There are 28 losses there. You lose 20 Sweet 16s, but he's lost to Richmond. He's lost to Vermont. You know, I mean, my God, this this stuff happens. Michigan State, Tom Izzo, Hall of Famer. He's lost to Middle Tennessee State. Back in 2016, he was a two seed. Lost to a 15. By the way, that Syracuse team took advantage. Beat MTSU and then went to the Final Four in Houston. So... If you're if you're high, if you're seated highly enough, <clears throat> it, you're you're going to um, you're going to lose at some point. So yeah, if you're Virginia, yeah, you take listen, you take those losses. Of course you do. Oh, we made history the sixteen to one. It's it's a heartbreaker. If you won the title the year after, and you know what, you lose to Ohio this year, Virginia will probably go back to the Sweet Sixteen next year, just because that's how college basketball works. That's how the numbers game works the ml sports platter brought to you by barks and rec doggy daycare ken's auto detailing and cny electrical log on to cnyelectrical.com for all of your electrical needs both commercial and residential so we touched on the west bracket gonzaga of course in the final four my bracket there looks good i got in the south it's gonna be a tough one i i actually have arkansas going to the to the final four in this one and arkansas has been super impressive the must bus is out Obviously, they were tested by Colgate in the first round. They beat Texas Tech in a two-point game. That was a great game, a three-sixer. And they got Oral Roberts now. Now, look, Oral Roberts probably eclipsed Loyola Chicago uh, being uh, you know the best story of the, of the tournament. But, 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 I think it runs out here. I mean, I think this is one of those cases where Cinderella slipper is fitting great, fitting great, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, I had to put that thing on. And all of a sudden the shoe shrinks a little bit, right? Maybe you're like, what happened to my feet as I get older? I think Oral Roberts loses this game. I think Arkansas really puts it to him. I think this is where it all ends for Oral Roberts. Great run. Hell, if they win, it's going to be ridiculous. But Arkansas, I got them. And then Baylor-Villanova. You know, look, Villanova has... They beat Winthrop by 10. They smoke North Texas by 23. A Cinderella, again, beating Purdue in North Texas. The mean Joe Green fighters, right? Um, You know... Then they just ran out of gas, lost by 23 to Villanova. Nova doesn't have its best player in Cal, uh, in, in, in Gillespie, right? And um, 
I think with, I almost call him Connor, it's Colin Gillespie. Um, you know, he had torn the knee up there a little bit. And it's a sad deal because I think Villanova, <clears throat> you know, with with him against Baylor, could have, been, could have been a much different game. And you've got Jay Wright, you've got the tournament pedigree, you've got all of it. Baylor's guards are so good. They can score, they're versatile, spread the floor, and really, that's what it is in college basketball. You know, you always hear that 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 statement like, guards, you got to have guard play in March. And it's true, but as we've used the statement, guards have actually expanded their game to not just being half-court offensive leaders, but overall leaders. Really, really good, fast defenders. Smooth. Uh, consistent, fundamental, and on offense, they screen and they bob and weave and they shoot threes like crazy and they spread the floor and they work the ball around crazy good. And ball movement is a staple for Arkansas. It's a staple for Nova, Baylor. A lot of these teams that are left, obviously, Gonzaga. I like Baylor in this game. Um, I do. I had Oklahoma, or I had, uh, who, no, I have Arkansas in the final four here, as I mentioned. I, I had Oklahoma State in another region. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but I, I, I'll go Arkansas beating Oral Roberts, and I, and, and I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think Villanova hangs a little bit with Baylor, but then the gas runs out. This, of course, is the South region. Baylor <clears throat> stomped Hartford, beat Wisconsin double digits. I just think they're going to be too good, too physical. Their guards dominating. I'm going to take Baylor against Arkansas, and I'm going to pick Arkansas to go to the Final Four because that's who I have in my bracket. So uh, it should be an interesting one. I am, though, pulling for uh, Villanova here. I just I really like Jay Wright. I really do. Uh, let's move to the East. Boy, I tell you what, this is a really, really, really fun section of the tournament. I mean, Michigan beats Texas Southern handily they beat LSU by double digits they were down they kept coming back I thought the officiating was horrendous I was impressed with impressed with Michigan's guards but I love you know again like Villanova they're playing without their best player in Isaiah Livers and other guys have stepped up their guards have been really really good and uh you know against LSU boy this game I thought could have gotten into the hundreds you know uh LSU's got four NBA guys they beat my Bonnie's Bonaventure didn't show up unfortunately it was very very sad day for me didn't take away from the whole season. Amazing accomplishments. Winning, you know, a couple of titles. <clears throat> you win the A-10 regular season. You win the A-10 tournament. Terrific year. Um, I just wish they had gone down swinging against the Tigers. That's all. Um, but Michigan, give them credit. I mean, you know, you, you had to deal with Wadford. You had to deal with Cam Thomas, who lights you up. Uh, you know, you, you had to deal with Davis. You had to deal with uh, uh, just a potpourri of NBA guys on that roster. And... Michigan was Javante Smart, another one. Michigan was really, really good, and they got really, really great <clears throat> scoring, blended scoring, and now they're in the Sweet 16 against Leonard Hamilton's Florida State Seminoles. I have FSU going to the Final Four out of this region because I think it's their year finally. They won by double digits in their first two games, UNCG and Colorado. Florida State in the first half against Colorado, they do still have these really weird lulls offensively. And, you know, they just can't seem to score. And then they just turn it on. And Scotty Barnes, he's going to the NBA. He's probably a lottery pick. Can you believe this guy? He is a 6'9 guard. Again, another one of these examples. Um, Guard forward type, right? Like, he's listed on Florida State's roster. Guard. 
and other rosters guard. Other rosters, he's labeled a forward. He was a consensus five-star recruit, one of the best power forwards in the 2020 class. He's a Montverde guy. Was a forward mostly in that offense. But for Leonard Hamilton, you can mix and match him. You can play him at the one. You can play him at the two. You can play him at the three. He's been more of a guard for Florida State. He comes off the bench. He's a super jolt. I mean, this kid's unbelievable. Then you mix him with the veteran MJ Walker. You mix him in with Gray and Evans and all these players. And they run you to the ground. They run 9-10 guys wildly uh, uh, athletic, great defensively. They can lock you down in the last couple seconds of the shot clock. I like Florida State a lot. I like him in this game. I'm going to take him over Michigan, a Michigan team that's really, really good. Again, John Howard doing a great job. And then Alabama-UCLA. You know, UCLA's made a nice run here. They were a playing game. They beat Michigan State. Then they beat BYU. And then they beat uh, Abilene uh, Christian, who, who upset Texas. Alabama, though, I think too good. I think Nate Oates' team, they're a juggernaut. And how crazy is that offense, right? They play all inside or all outside. There's no mid-range shit going on there. I'm going to take Alabama over UCLA, and I have Florida State in the Final Four, as I mentioned. But I would not be shocked to see Alabama, you know, go to the Final Four. I picked Florida State a little bit with the heart as well because my sister went there for grad school. But I'm going to take Florida State against Alabama in the Elite Eight game, and FSU moves to the Final Four. That's what my bracket says. Again, if... Uh, anything happens in this tournament, I will not be surprised. We move to the final breakdown of the uh, Midwest, and yeah, they're back. Syracuse, I mean, just pencil it in, man. When they're on the bubble, just pencil them in the tournament, pencil them in the Sweet 16. Uh, Very impressive win over uh, San Diego State, just absolutely slaughtered them. Uh, Buddy Beheim with a 30-point game, crazy stuff going on. The the, the, the beat kept rolling in in, in the next game. Great Great freaking game, man. That West Virginia game. Back and forth they went. Syracuse had a great trap at the end. Bayheim was still scoring. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous opportunity here for Syracuse against Houston. Houston plays that wild up and down AAC craziness type basketball. Syracuse with a 2-3 zone. Now look, the Cuse for getting the 2-3 zone uh, defensive attention that they do. The last several years in the tournament... People have forgotten that this team can score in bunches, and they have done that in this tournament, led by Buddy Buckets. Buddy Beheim has led the way. They can get scoring from Joe Girard in crazy spurts. Guerrier can score. Dolajai underrated <clears throat> in terms of finding his space in the mid-range to the hoop. You know They've got depth, and they have some versatility that some Beheim teams in the recent past haven't had. You bring off Kadari Richmond off the bench. Now you're longer, leaner at the top of the 2-3 zone. Different look, different dimension. You can bring a couple of forwards up. All of a sudden, it turns into a 4-1 zone. I love the people who say, I can't believe you can't figure out a 2-3 zone every year. Well, you have to realize that the 2-3 zone changes every single year, every game, as the months go on. It gets better as the months go on. It's more formidable in March. And Jimmy coaches the 2-3 zone and expands it. And, 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 and changes and he adapts to the coach and the opponent and the players on the other side as well. So it's not the same zone. The zone you saw maybe against West Virginia might be a little bit different against Houston. They might extend it way out more against the perimeter. You know, there might be some different things going on uh, in the mid-range. Uh, they might try to take away something on the wing. This zone is always changing. Syracuse offensively can score in bunches, but they got Braswell coming off the bench. They've got they've got Jesse Edwards now spelling and, and protecting the fort in the two three zone underneath as well. 
they've got Richmond, as I mentioned. They have guys coming off the bench. It's going to be a really good game. I think Houston wins, uh, but I think it's close. I think Houston wins this game. And, and then at the top, you know, I, I got I got uh, Loyola Chicago beating Oregon State. Just, I mean, I think Loyola Chicago is going to the Final Four again. <laughs> I really do. I think something special is brewing there again. I think they're going to go back. I think them and Houston face off in the Elite Eight game. I'm going to pick with Loyola Chicago to go to the Final Four. Uh, by the way, I had Oklahoma State in the uh, Midwest. And when I pencil, I was switching back and forth between Oak State and Illinois, uh, even though I never wanted Illinois. And uh, who else was I switching? Oh, Houston. I said, okay, Houston's either going to be, you know, figure out a way to get to the Sweet 16 and bow out because that's just what a lot of the AAC teams do. It's what Houston's done. They're really, really good. But they get to a point, and then they just have that really bad game. And I know that a lot of that has to do with March. I get that. I toyed with the idea of Syracuse. I was like, man, no. Can they really get to the – really? Can they do it again? I said, no. And that, I, I foolishly rode Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma State. I foolishly rode it. I got I got, I got, got caught up in Cade Cunningham. Um sometimes it works Carmelo Anthony long time ago with Syracuse there's the one and done guy you know leads you and it can happen there's no doubt but then other times you're like man these NBA guys they get to the tournament and this has happened more recently you know the 11-12 Kentucky team was a different deal you had Anthony Davis you had Kid Gilchrist Carmelo in 2003 with Syracuse but recent years have shown, like the Jabari Parkers at Duke and Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State, DeAndre Ayton in that group with Arizona losing to UB some years back. I just don't know how motivated these guys are, and you don't know how much they care as time goes on. Does Cade Cunningham really care? And, and, and he can speak for himself. He could, I'm sure he can go on national shows and tell people, oh my gosh, we want to win a title and this is important to us. But this is also a corona year. And if I'm Cade Cunningham, do I really give a shit if I beat Oregon State? Do I really care if people are saying, oh man, you know, the 12 beat the 4. Do I really give a crap about that when I have $15 million in the bank and I'm the number one pick? You know? I mean, do you really care? <laughs> I mean, if you win the lottery, do you really care when you got fired for that from that job? You know? Do, do, do you really care when you only had 10 grand in your bank account when you have, you know, 25, 30 million? I, I just, I don't know how motivated these NBA guys are. And you look around college basketball now, you look at the models, you look at Florida State, you look at Villanova, you look at, although Gonzaga has a couple one and duns, but they have a blend of guys. You look at the Wisconsins, you look at the Arkansas. <clears throat> you know, you look at these teams that are alive, these teams that have done it year in, year out. And I credit Syracuse, they've had some one and duns. But they've blended guys together. One and dones, transfer players. They've had Elijah Hughes and Michael Benajay. They've gone to Final Fours. They've had redshirt seniors, Trevor Cooney. Um, you know, they've had those type of players. They've had veteran four-year guys through the years as well, like your CJ Fairs and your Renze Anawakus and your Chris Josephs and your Scoop Jardines. You know, you mix those in with your Tyler Ennis, Jeremy Grant, you know, Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, leave early for the NBA but they've blended the veterans with the youth and the transfers. You know, look at, obviously, mid-majors galore from Loyola Chicago to Abilene Christian to 
Um, you know, Oregon State is a pack, a power five, so I can't really throw them in Cinderella territory. You know, the North Texases, right? These kind of teams. Bonaventure, this year with all the juniors, they make the tournament, win the A-10 tournament, win the A-10 regular season. They return everybody for next year to try and make another run. It's that blend. And I just, I'm not sure, and I fell into it. I said, man, because here's the thing, on the other side, on the other by the other side of the token, you're like, you know what? If Cade Cunningham gets hot, they could, you know, they could ride him. And they could. But that's why it's a crash. You just never know. So I'm going to take Loyola Chicago over Houston in that final four, uh, in that Elite Eight game, rather, that regional final. And then from there, I'm going to go Arkansas over Loyola, and then I'll take Gonzaga over Florida State. And that's, you know, that's, I think, three of the four teams I have right in the final four anyway in my bracket. And then I'm going to take Gonzaga uh, to win it all over Arkansas uh, in that final. So it's been fun. I'm so happy the tournament's back. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Bladder all over the major platforms. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. We're there. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Sit Means Sit Syracuse. Log on to sitmeansit.com today. Check out all of the things they have to offer, free consultations, and much, much more. The best dog training around, Sit Means Sit Dog Training, sitmeansit.com, sitmeansit.com. Syracuse's best dog training. Go check out the videos, the trainers, the training, testimonials, and more. Free evaluations are available right now. Sit Means Sit is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to Camillus Golf Club, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, the Allen Angus Pub, and Off-Track Betting in Western New York. Make sure you get to your OTBs throughout this horse racing season in New York State, no matter where you live, Syracuse, Rochester, Watertown, everywhere, Buffalo, OTB, Western New York OTB, and Batavia Downs Gaming, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, as I always tell you, here on the ML Sports Platter, all a part of the Brawl Network. Enjoy the games. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.